right now we should start the show. You're listening to Rink Wide on TSN 1040. Here's J.D. Burke and Andrew Wadden. It's Rink Wide. It's the show that always scores. Andrew Wadden alongside Rick Dollywall, who's going to be filling in for J.D. Burke here for the next few weeks. J.D. out on assignment with his uh, day job with Elite Prospects. Uh, just want to kind of put a bow on that conversation with Scott Bonner. That was a great uh, interview, by the way, uh, uh, Rick, and uh, rightfully so, considering that he has uh, been honored by the Giants and going up on their uh, wall of honor. Uh, we did have a couple of people in the inbox that are chiming in here. Uh, 29 other teams passed on Brendan Gallagher for four rounds as well. That's Graham and Surrey. Well, Graham, did those 29 other teams have Brendan Gallagher in their backyard for what? Four, five seasons? How many seasons did he play with the G-Man? Like, well, he, he started. Uh, I uh, get that. I get that. The 16-year-old. So. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, you're always going to, Andrew, the, the way I look at the draft is every team going back 40, 50 years has got a list. Of, oh, cool. I get that. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. Holy smokes, we passed on this guy. Holy smokes, I can't believe we passed on this guy. Every team's got a list of, hey, right now, ask yourself, the teams that passed on uh, David Pasternak, look what he's doing. But that's that's first, first round, though. No, that's no, a little different. I, I it's still for me, Andrew. I, I look at Pasternak and I and I think, how could that many teams pass on that guy? Well, you know, who's you a, just don't know who's going to do what, though, Andrew. That's the thing. Yeah, and you know who's a guy that uh, that was the 2010 draft for Gallagher, by the way. Yeah, and, yeah. You're rightfully so. Uh, he goes in the fifth round of that one, but he's having a fantastic career. But again, you're you're right about that. But I'm just saying, Graham. That listen, they had a, a pretty uh, the closest eye you could have on a player like Gallagher. And what is he? He just averages about 50 points a season. 33 goals. 33 goals last year. Like. That's incredible for a player of his stature. And his, I mean, you want to talk about people talk about they don't like um, the advanced stats and how you know it can't gauge a guy's heart. Well, you can watch Brendan Gallagher engage the guy's heart. It's uh, it's one hundred most games. Guy Lafleur said a couple of years ago about Brendan Gallagher. That's how everyone should play. Yeah, and it's the no fear. It's yeah. the danger zones. Yeah, all the dangerous areas of the ice he goes to. If if if, if Brendan Gallagher's face is not nicked up. Something's wrong. He's always got. Yeah. He's, he's got. You know. Yeah. He just goes to every tough area of the ice, and he's five what nine something yeah. like that. I mean, well, hey, and there's a player like look at Petrus Palmu as well, five foot six. You know, and this is the new NHL guys like that uh, don't get looked past nowadays. Uh, you got to look at all of them. All right, uh, let's look at all those guys down in Utica right now and ride the bus out to Utica as Corey Hergot uh, from Canucks Army joins us now. Corey, uh, we haven't had you on for a little while, so thanks for joining us again. Uh, as we look at the Utica Comets right now, and we haven't done a Ride the Bus segment uh, for a few weeks here. So the first place Utica Comets in the North Division, 52 points in 41 games. And, um, you know, what can we attribute to this season so far? This is you know, predominantly, you know, the same team that we saw last year, give or take a few guys. But uh, what has vaulted the, the Comets up to the top of the standings in the North Division? Well, I think it's uh, the the players that are surrounding the younger players are uh, a much higher uh, skill level than they've been in the last couple of years. I mean, when you've got Goldobin down there full time and Sven Berchi down there full time, and uh, you know Reed Boucher is is amazing at the American Hockey League level, those guys will all uh, bring up the level of the their line mates by a good bit. But 
with those guys. They also brought in guys like Justin Bailey, who's absolutely on fire right now. And, uh, you know, he's building some really good chemistry with a young guy like Cole Lind. So you, when you have that kind of supporting cast down there, I think it makes uh, things a lot a lot more pal- palatable for the coaching staff to find, uh, you know, line mates for the kids and put them in situations where they can succeed. How about Mikey DiPietro? I mean, we look at the Canucks goaltending situation. It looks like they're going to fight hard to uh, try to get Jacob Markstrom re-signed, which, you know, if you read the tea leaves, that could be perhaps that they'll move on Demko, maybe not this season, next season. But if you look at Mikey DiPietro being that next guy sort of waiting in the wings, I mean, if things play out the way that they, you know, could play out for the Canucks, he could be the guy that is next in line behind Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, and I don't want to put the expectations too high on Mikey DiPietro just yet. He's playing very, very well in Utica, and, you know, I know what I just got through saying, but he's also uh, starting to uh, wrestle the number one job away from uh, Zane McIntyre down there. So he is showing very well. He's uh, replaced McIntyre in a couple of games this year, uh, one of them being yesterday's game uh, when the Comets went down 2 nothing early and they ended up with a 6-3 win. A big part of that was Mikey DiPietro coming in and shutting the door he he can uh, really uh you know kind of control the game in his end a, a lot better than i expected from him he's not as wild and, and uh, crazy with his body so much as he used to be in junior he's really toned that down quite a bit and i think it's really helped him track pucks a lot more he's like efficiently this year i uh, gotta ask you about rafferty um, he's the million-dollar question of why hasn't he been called up. And I know you're saying, uh, Corey, be patient with him uh, and all that stuff, and I and I agree with you on that part. But, boy, you got to sometimes uh, reward these kids. That That's why you send kids to the American League uh, to, to develop and get better and re- reward them when they do uh, well. Uh, what's your overall take on uh, Rafferty? Because a lot of people want him up here, but I just don't see it because Canucks are essentially in a playoff race every single game. Well, that's where I agree with you, Rick, and, and uh, this is the question like I get asked a lot. Why don't they bring up Levy and give him a look? Why don't they bring up Rafferty and give him a look? But, hey, let's get a look at Cole Lind. Um, that's great to uh, have players that are playing well enough down in Utica that, that fans are, you know, actually clamoring to get them up here. But I agree with you and that, you know, with the, with the big club being in a playoff fight, the likelihood of those guys coming up and actually seeing minutes, uh, I, don't, I think, are pretty slim. We've seen Zach McEwen up with the big team for quite a while now and he's not getting any minutes up there uh so i think uh you know what i see out of brogan this year his uh vision in the offensive zone is uh, very very good uh, he's got a very good head for that side of the game he can still get pressured a little bit i think he needs to make his de- decisions in his own end just a little bit more quickly and that's really come along like i, I i'm just saying this because uh, you know, I, I can't just say everything is good with him. Uh, I'm not saying this is a glaring weakness in his game, but he can be pressured. He can be forced to cough up a puck if he doesn't make his decisions uh, as quickly as I think he's able to. And I think, like I said, that's really come on in his last, uh, you know, since this kind of the start of December, things have really looked much, much better on that end for him. Uh, Corey, I, you know, I, I have people say to me, uh, if that was only you levy with Rafferty's numbers, he would have been called up to Vancouver because that's Jim's pride and joy. That's his fifth overall pick. That's the only guy that hasn't played an NHL game in his draft year out of the top 17. Do you believe that? When people say to me that if that was only Levy with Rafferty's numbers, he'd have been called up? 
Well, I'm not sure that we're going to see those kind of numbers out of uh, Yul Levy. I don't think that's really his game. I think he's settling into more of a, a defensive, uh, two-way defenseman, like not as much on the offensive side. Uh, he's still got issues when they use him on the on the power play. He uh, he has a tough time at the blue line holding the line and then get you know once he gets burned he can't get back quick enough to uh, most times anyway to uh, shut his man down and, and uh, on that side of things I don't think we're going to see those kind of points out of him. But I think he's going to be more of that steady, reliable you know p- killing penalties and killing them very well. Uh, he's doing some great work in his own end this year. Uh, I think the biggest thing for him is just continuing to gain strength in his back, his hip, and his knee. Uh, those are areas that when you're skating, uh, if you're going to skate at an NHL level, those areas need to be strong. And obviously hit those areas on his body have seen some lumps here in the last couple of years. So I think once that side of his uh, physicality gets sorted out, I think uh, he's going to be a you know just a steady you know, second-pairing sort of defenseman. We're speaking to Corey Hergott, the Utica Comets reporter uh, for Canucks Army. Uh, we spoke to Todd Diamond earlier in the show, and of course he's the uh, agent for Petrus Palmu. And, you know, we asked him, like, what happened there with the Utica Comets and uh, said, you know, maybe uh, the coaching, uh, the coach didn't like him and that's why he left to Finland. But, you know, we are, we saw other players in Cole Lind, Jonah Gadjevich kind of be in the doghouse uh, last year as well. What's changed now this year uh, with the coaching staff, uh, with the Utica Comets? Because, I mean, clearly Cole Lind's got the message. I mean, he's 35 points and 41 games. I mean, Gadjevich maybe not putting up as many points as people would like to see, but he's starting to get playing time and uh, not getting, uh, you know, the popcorn in the press box anymore. So what's changed with the coaching staff down with the comments? Well, I think for Lind, it's just his confidence in his game has uh, kind of forced, forced the coaching staff's hand to, hey, this guy's ready to play and he's ready to play further up the lineup. Cole will tell you himself he was not in that position last year and he wasn't even close to it. Uh, and he was he wasn't a guy that saw the healthy scratch treatment last year. His time out of the lineup was mostly injuries. So I, I went back and counted at one point last season and I think he was three games that he was healthy scratched for all season. The rest of his games uh, that he missed were due to injury. Jonah, on the other hand, was a frequent flyer in the healthy scratch area. Uh, this year, I don't believe he's been healthy scratched once. He has missed a pile of games, but uh, that's been injury-related. Uh, both players, their confidence level is much higher this year. Both players have adjusted their games and made it made some uh, you know, adaptations there to, you know, to be able to play their game more at the, at the American Hockey League level. Uh, Jonah said it, you know, he, he went from pushing around little kids basically in junior to having to, you know, put, try to push around grown men. And that's uh, that's not an easy thing to do. And it took him time to figure out how to, to implement that into his game. Uh, Cole Lind, he's most effective when he's being a bit of a jerk on the ice. You know, the face washes after whistles. That's a really big part of his game to keep him engaged. And he's got the confidence to do that this year. And, and uh, man, he's really formed some really good chemistry with a with uh, Justin Bailey, those two, uh, they, they talk about each other. I think uh, Justin Bailey called Lind his little brother last night uh, in the post-game scrum. So uh, having a guy like that in Utica, I think, has really helped Cole along quite a bit this year as well. 
Gadjevich is now in his draft plus three season with uh, uh, in the Canucks organization. Of course, a second round pick, 55, 55th overall. A lot of people looked at him and said, hey, this is the kind of guy the Canucks need. He's going to be one of those gritty players. Go to the net. Is he still tracking positively for the Canucks organization? Is there you know a point where we could perhaps see him blossom into an NHLer? Well, I think the foot speed issue is always going to be his biggest, uh, you know, hold back for him. Um, it, it has gotten quite a bit better since his first season. I mean, uh, and playing playing more is going to help with that, obviously. And just, I think, him kind of figuring out how to get, you know, from A to B more quickly, uh, just with a more effective route rather than with speed, I think, is the way he's kind of trying to dial things in. Uh, I do think that he could be, a, you know, a fourth line type of guy at the NHL level who could provide some, you know, decent secondary offense he's a guy that has some really good hands in tight around the net he's been great on the power play on the second unit for you this year uh he scored a really nice goal with a a big shot from just inside the blue line as well so he's got that in his uh, bag of tricks there and uh you know he's uh proving to be pretty handy when he lines up against uh bigger players and and has to toss them around he he handled himself well i uh like what you said, Corey, about the insulation of these young kids and having good veterans. I think Berchi, Goldie, and, and Boucher have played a big role in allowing these kids uh, to develop at the right time instead of putting too much uh, pressure on them to produce. I, I don't think people know enough how... I, I know Berchi doesn't want to be down there, and Goldie doesn't either, but they've been good foot soldiers, and they've had a good attitude. But those guys uh, being there and producing and helping these young kids is, is a big reason why things are working out in Utica this year. Well, like I said, it does make a big difference with the quality of uh, line mates this year. I mean, they still could use uh, another center or two, in my opinion, down there. I also wouldn't mind seeing another uh, right shot defenseman like a Luke Shen type with some, you know, with some actual NHL experience to to play alongside Olio Levy. But, uh, you know, aside from that, it's a pretty deep group of, uh, you know, players that Trent Cole can juggle his lineup around pretty much any way he wants right now. And he can come up with, uh, you know, at least three lines that can provide some offense you know all that said uh you know i was listening earlier in the show rick and i caught you saying uh about uh, the possibility of bear you know maybe getting moved closer to the deadline and, and that's the that's the thing we're going to have to watch for in utica this year if the canucks are in a playoff position uh there's a very good chance that any of the guys that are called up won't be papered down so they they won't be available to the comets if they make the playoffs and uh you know there could be some trades made where guys are used as sweeteners in deals and we could see you know Sven Berchies and Nikolai Goldobins and and guys like that uh you know kind of stripped off of the Comets roster moves moved elsewhere and uh Trent Cullaby standing there uh holding his hands in the air and trying to figure out which ECHL players are going to take their place yeah no kidding well Corey uh, great stuff enjoy the game tonight the uh what are they dropping the puck around four o'clock they're home to the monsters the Cleveland monsters tonight riding a two-game a winning streak right now are the Comets. So uh, we'll enjoy the tonight's game, and we'll definitely check back in in the next few weeks. Thanks again, guys. Always a pleasure. Corey Hergott, our man, riding the bus with the Utica Comets uh, uh, for Canucks Army as well. I uh, just want to get everyone updated on what's happening. We have games now that are in the book. So let's start from the top. The Capitals beat the Islanders 6-4. They erased a 4-1 deficit to win that game. Alex Ovechkin with his 26th career hat trick vaulted him into ninth place all-time on the NHL goal-scoring list. So the Caps win there. 